0: hey everybody what's up welcome the third time's a charm if you will uh first time the camera went off and then when i tried to go live it didn't go live automatically so i had to delete that one and then finally it decides to work but i had it accidentally on the uh camera mic which is kind of uh, iffy right now so yeah now i've kind of gotten everything straightened out but Hopefully, it'll work, and obviously, you guys can hear me by the volume dots down here showing uh, being in green, but yeah, welcome to today's Topics on My Mind. Yes, well, Wednesday, the, um, yeah, welcome to Topics on My Mind for today, Wednesday, the 2nd of September. Yes, we are in September. Uh, we are basically upcoming on Labor Day weekend, which is this weekend. And it's officially the last um, major summer vacation weekend uh, for everyone. So, yeah, welcome to today's topics on my mind. And we have a salute, as I say in the description, of topics to discuss. We do. First of all, the first topic we're going to talk about out. Uh, It's been making the news, making the rounds for the past 24 hours. I looked into this when I got home yesterday from work. I was surprised. I couldn't believe. uh, Well, obviously, I could believe it, but not really. Um, But, yeah, anyway. Anyway, though, um, the first topic we're going to talk about is Nancy Pelosi. Yes, believe it or not, Nancy Pelosi is in the news again, or well, is in the news, and this time she's in the news in a major, major way because apparently Nancy decided um, to make herself and all the other Democrats that... uh, That are making this whole virus situation, this whole pandemic situation, or at least trying to help make it a lot worse than what it is in the views of many people, including our president, she decides to be a, as some people call it, a hypocrite and go and get her hair blown out yesterday in San Francisco. Now, there's various reports coming out saying that she, um, I guess, already had it set up. Uh, that it was already scheduled or something. She's even reporting that it was a setup that she was set up, and everything. So there's a lot of stories bouncing around. We'll talk about that. But yeah, Nancy Pelosi, uh, basically caught on video unmasked. This is what the top. This is what the topic is, you know is called. This is the first topic. Nancy Pelosi caught on video unmasked, going to get her hair a, going to get her hair a blowout. In San Francisco, and this may have ruined Biden and Harris's uh, chances. We'll talk about that, um, you know, when we you know, get going on the topics here. Also, we have uh, our second topic. Uh, we'll talk more. Our second topic uh, here is we will talk more on the man that went off on the Walmart associate in Alaska. Yes, basically, I talked about this. I did a separate video on it, which you can watch here as well as listen to at my various podcast on my uh, B.W. Roses Discussions podcast, which you can find in various areas where you will also find this later on when it gets uploaded. Uh, But, yeah, uh, there's more on this guy. We'll talk more about him going off on the Walmart Associate in Alaska. And this is just something that every reaction I have seen, I'll put it this way, is justified. It is indeed justified. (coughs) Excuse me. Yeah, but is it... (coughs) Excuse me. And don't worry, I don't have it. I just um, have a little thing in my throat. Uh, But anyway, we'll talk about that. Number three, WWE's Thunderdome on Raw this past Monday night. Gets distastefully trolled again. Yes, more issues um, heading WWE's way as they get distastefully just uh, just get distastefully trolled once more. Uh, Number four, companies. The fourth topic after that, though, we're going to get a little bit more lighthearted, harder a little bit as we go through the topics. Uh, Number four, companies like Sony, Philips, Vizio, etc. Missing out on profitable market or on a profitable market—I should put a. Forgot to put that. Don't worry. But missing out on a profitable market when it comes to selling 4K TVs, that being that are that oh that are both okay. That's what I should. That are below. Sometimes when you type these in a hurry, you kind of misspell things or misword them. But like I said, the number four topic is companies like Sony, Philips, and Vizio, etc., missing out on a profitable market when it comes to selling 4K televisions that are being that are below the 35-inch market. We'll talk about that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Number 5. This is going to be really interesting as, as really interesting to talk about as it pertains to one of the movies next year that people are looking forward to. That is Space Jam, Space Jam 2, which comes out in time for the 25th anniversary of the original or in the basically during the during the uh, year of the 20 that celebrates the 25th anniversary of the original. But Space Jam's but Space Jam 2 Story synopsis leaked? We'll talk about that. And then number six, we're going to close out by talking about some unknown underrated movies that should be considered for 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray release. So that's what we'll talk about. Those are the topics. The first one on Nancy Pelosi and what's going on with her recently. Number two, more on the man that went off on the Walmart Associate in Alaska. Number three, the Thunderdome for WWE on Raw getting trolled distaste- distastefully, distastefully again. Number four, companies like companies like Sony Philips, and Video missing out on a profitable market when it comes to selling 4K televisions, that being the 35 inches and below. Number five, the Space Jam story synopsis possibly leaked. And number six, unknown underrated movies that should be considered for Ultra H D release. Okay, so with that said, as I um, copy this, and hello to those in the live chat, and no, I do not have Sonic Unleashed on PS2, Wii, or Xbox just yet. I have Sonic 2006, so there you go. As I link this to some social media areas. Okay. And just gonna copy that to link it to other areas as well um, later on. Right, or so as we go through this. But anyway, let's get into the topics while I do this. And the first topic we're going to uh talk about, of course, is the one that's really making the rounds in the past 24 hours or so. And that is Nancy Pelosi. Yes, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, basically, uh, like I said, Nancy Pelosi basically uh, didn't do herself or the Democratic Party um, any favors. She didn't. Nancy Pelosi did not do any favors for the Democratic Party um, as of yesterday. She did not do them any favors. Uh, The reason being basically because, as the topic says, Nancy Pelosi, it's in, like I says the topic says Nancy Pelosi caught on video unmasked going to get her hair a blowout. I guess that's some kind of hairstyling um, or whatever uh, in San Francisco. And how this may have ruined uh, Biden and Harris's chances. or oh, And this may have, I should say, ruined. Biden inherits his chances. Excuse me, there. Now, in case you guys don't know what I'm talking about, out and in case you don't really watch the news much, but you do kind of pay attention to politics and all that, and kind of keep an eye on the election as best you can. Uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, yesterday was caught on tape. She was caught on, she was caught on video. Believe it or not, she was caught on video. Uh like I said, she was Nancy Pelosi was uh caught on video yesterday. Um basically going into a hair salon somewhere in San Francisco and getting a blowout, I guess it's some kind of hair styling, um, taken care of. She was basically going there to get her hair fixed, get a manicure, whatever, I guess get the works. And the moment this broke, because here's the thing. I didn't even know about this. I don't think anybody knew about this till they got home. But basically, I go on my computer. I turn on my computer. I let it, I let it run. Let it set itself up and everything. And lo and behold, as I adjust the uh, uh, computer, my laptop here. But lo and behold, basically, we get home. A lot of us get home. And hello, z Nice to see you, too, in the live chat. Uh, but the moment we get home, a lot of us, I'm pretty sure, we go to check our Facebooks and our Twitters. And one of the first things we see is um, news outlets like Fox News, CNN. Um, what is it? Like Fox News, CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS, uh, local news. In our area, like here in here in the uh, California, like KGO, uh, KGO seven, KTVU, um, well, Fox forty, you know, ABC ten, CBS thirteen, you know, places like that, all reporting the the same thing, and that is Nancy Pelosi caught on tape or caught on video going to get this done. Unmasked, unmasked, mind you, going into a hair salon or some kind of beauty parlor in San Francisco to get a hair blow, to get her hair, or uh, to give, to get her hair a blowout or something like that, or to give her hair to get slash give her hair a uh, blowout. Put that in there. And this has come under fire by uh, and because of this. She has come under fire by a lot of people. She has. She has come under fire by a lot of people because it's like, how dare you? And Because a lot of people are like, how dare you? How dare you do this? You tell us this is not safe. You have your nephew shut our state down almost by saying places, go, doing this kind of stuff is not safe. And yet here you are walking in cozily as you mind to get your hair blown out or whatever done, and yet a lot of us have to go sit outside and get it done in heat, maybe in hot weather and all that, and yet you're just mosely walking into a place, and it's like it's no big deal, like it's just a regular day. That's how it made a lot of people feel. It made a lot of people feel upset, and it infuriated a lot of people, and quite honestly, what she may have just done here is ruin any chance That Joe Biden and Kamala Harris had at the presidency and vice presidency. I don't know what that is. That's just a wrong number, guys. Sorry about that. Hold on. There we go. Sorry about that. Telemarketers. But like I said, all she may have done is ruin, she may have ruined any chance that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have at becoming president and vice president, because obviously we all know she's one of the uh, lead uh, people, or one of the head people uh, that want to see these two uh, become president, or want to see these two uh, win. She's one of the lead. Oh, basically, she's one of the people leading the charge and the support. So obviously, she she wants to see them win, and you know, no, she wants to see them win. She wants to get Trump out, but yet doing stuff like this, doing stuff like this, it doesn't help. It doesn't help their chances because basically, what you're doing is you're pretty much telling the world or telling the country, oh yeah, this whole pandemic deal, this whole virus deal, it's not as bad as we make it seem to be. And and the reason it's not as bad as it it seems to be, is we're just making that up to get rid of Trump. And here's the deal. Why don't you, here's the deal. A lot of people will look at this and they'll probably ask the same question. If that's the case, why don't you just come out and say, oh, we just made this up because we want Trump out because he didn't accept the impeachment. I mean, it's like that Simpsons, it's like that Simpsons meme that people put out on Mr. Burns. That meme being, you know, the you know of him saying saying something along the lines of "This didn't work." Um, okay, go. Okay, it's like it's a Simpsons meme. where Burns is like this, and he's like saying the line of "Okay, that didn't work." Unleash this, and basically they put words under there like. For example, when it came to the impeachment, they're like they have him doing they have that scene a uh, gift out, a gift out, if you will, where it's like well, basically it's him saying or you know, representing what they're saying, like impeachment didn't work, unleash the virus. And that's that's what it is. That's what it is. And a lot of people, like I said, are upset about this because again, it you know you know, it's like, you know, how, how dare she, you know, it's like, how dare she, you know, be hypocritical about what she says. I mean, she's basically one of the lead people that's behind the whole, oh, this, this virus thing is we got to protect ourselves from this virus. we got to keep masks on all the time. we got to keep masks on no matter where we go. And yet she mostly goes in there. Now, like I said a lot of uh, comp- a lot of uh, news media outlets have talked about this CNN has uh, talked about this Fox has talked about this um, let's see I think CNN said something along the lines let me see if I can find those uh, let's see CNN' let's CNN at CNN Okay, here's CNN. They said this one hour ago. CNN said this one hour ago. They said, and I quote, this is a headline. This is a headline. This is what the point, but with Chris Cazilla or Cazilla or Sizilli? Chris Cazilli? I'm sorry if I pronounced that name wrong. But this is what Chris Sizilli said, and I And I quote, if I can get this uh, up without them doing these ads. This is what uh, Chris Zillin says. He basically, his headline for the story is, Nancy Pelosi just handed Trump a campaign gift. Which obviously she did. But this is what he says, and I quote. This is what Chris, uh, what is it? Zillin? Zillin or something? This is what he said, and I quote. Nancy Pelosi is one of, if not, the smartest politician strategist in the Democratic Party. As such, she knows that appearance matters or uh, she knows that appearances matter in politics, a lot, Which is why her decision to have her hair done indoors at a shop in San Francisco makes so little sense. Let me repeat that. Let me repeat that. This is what he says at the beginning of his article. He says, Nancy Pelosi is one of the... is Okay, let me reread that. It says, Nancy Pelosi is one of the, if not the, smartest politician strategists in the Democratic Party. As such, she knows that appearances matter in politics a lot, which is why her decision to have her hair done indoors." at his shop in San Francisco makes so little sense. Now, this is what they say. They say, in security footage obtained by Fox News, Pelosi is shown inside the salon without a mask. Fox also reported that the owner of the salon, Erica Kuros, was angry that Pelosi had been allowed to violate the rules put in place during the virus pandemic. That mandates... Haircuts can only be given outside. Well, Liz said it was a slap in the face that she went in. You know that she feels that she can just. okay. this is what the owner said. This is this is what the owner's salon said. She says it was a slap in the face that she went in. You know that she feels that she can just go and get her stuff done while no one else can go in and I can't work. Now, here, now Pelosi, her office uh, responded by telling uh, CNN that the Speaker had worn a mask for the entirety of her visit, except for when she had her hair washed. The security footage shows Pelosi with what appears to be wet hair. This business offered for the Speaker to come in on Monday and told her that they were Allowed by the city to have one customer at a time in the business. Pelosi spokesman Drew Hammill said the speaker complied with the rules as presented to her by the establishment. So basically, they're trying to counter the security footage by saying, uh, you only caught part of that. You, You didn't see the whole thing. You didn't see the whole thing. That's not all true. It doesn't matter it doesn't matter and i think that's why the salon owner was angry because it doesn't matter we i mean look when i go to work where is it when i go to work i got to wear this all the time when i go into an establishment like like subway or burger king or wherever you know i got to wear this when I go and get gas, when me and my mom, when my mom picks me up from work at times, you know, and she asks me, okay, and tells me, and she tells me, okay, we got to get gas, as before we head home. Every time I go to the gas station, I got to wear one of these. That's what I got to do. That's what I got to do. And. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. That's what's upsetting a lot of people, including the salon owner. That Pelosi could just walk in there without no... Without any care in the world to get, to get her hair done. I mean, I think... Okay, here's what... Okay. What I'm trying to say is, as I move this a little bit more upwards... and I stopped this video here. The, the, what I'm getting at is this. What I'm getting at is this. this. This owner has a right to be angry because it doesn't matter if you go into a salon. We have salons here in Newman. We have salons close to where I work, right across from where I work, and it doesn't matter if you're getting your hair done or anything. You, you always have to wear a mask right now. Until things clear up, you have to wear a mask. That's pretty much that's the deal. It doesn't matter. You go and get your hair done. You go and get your hair done, okay? You have to have or you go get your hair washed, you gotta wear a mask. It don't matter. You shouldn't have to be like, Oh, I'm just gonna take my mask off and blah, 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 blah. no. No, you don't do that. You have to always wear a mask. If my mom, if my sisters, if my family has to wear a mask everywhere they go, even when they get their hair done, then why in the hell does Nancy Pelosi feel the right, does someone like Nancy Pelosi feel like she has the privilege to not do that? That's what infuriates every single person, including the salon owner. And I'm sure the person in that video that did the hair washing for her, she's going to call him up, if probably not fire him or suspend him because of what he did. Uh, Now, continuing on, finishing off the article here, like I said, going back to what the owner's response was, it says in security footage obtained by Fox News, Pelosi is shown inside the salon without a mask. Fox also reported that the owner of the salon, Erica Colos, was angry that Pelosi had been allowed to violate the rules put in place during the virus pandemic that mandates haircuts can only be given outside. Erica said it was a slap in the face that she went in. You know, that she feels that she can just go and get her stuff done while no one else can go in, and I can't work. Now, as I was trying to say, as I was trying to think about what I was going to, as I was going off a little bit there about what happened, Pelosi's office told CNN that the speaker had worn a mask and that the security footage only shows her with what appears to be wet hair, and that she only took the mask off when she had her hair washed. Again, it doesn't matter if you get your hair washed. You're supposed to wear a mask. It it, it doesn't matter. And And if they're setting things up outside, you're supposed to have a washing station outside. Now, going on, they said this business offered for the speaker to come in on a Monday and told her that they were allowed by the city to have one customer at a time in the business. This is what her spokesman said. Drew Hamill said the speaker complied with the rules as presented to her by the establishment. It really then why wasn't the owner informed? That's where it gets interesting. Why wasn't the owner informed? Continuing on. Pelosi later responded today by saying, I take responsibility for trusting the word of a neighborhood salon I've been to over the years, many times. And when they said we were able to accommodate people one person at a time and that we could set up that time, I trusted that. As it turns out, it was a setup. So I take responsibility for falling for a setup. That's her response. That's Nancy Pelosi's response. She believes so, okay, so here's the thing. The spokesman says that the salon was given the okay by the city. They were given the okay to accommodate one person at a time. And then yet Pelosi comes out and says, well, I didn't know. Oh, that wasn't the case. I didn't know that that wasn't true and that I'd been, and that in her mind, she'd been set up She'd been set up. Well, if she was set up, Nancy, well, Nancy, I'll ask you this, and I know you probably won't watch this, but let me ask anybody this. Set up or not, should Nancy Pelosi been allowed to do that? I don't think so. I mean, my niece's boyfriend is a hairstylist, and he has to wait to get the okay, and his boss has to wait to get the okay for him to go back to work. And yet someone like Pelosi can do this. And yet she's saying, oh, I was set up. Well, if you were set up, why didn't you ask the proper questions? You're supposed to be the head of representatives. You're supposed to be a smart politician strategist. And yet you don't have, you don't have the thought process to be like, hmm, every other salon is closed down here or every other salon is working outdoors. I should ask questions. Why didn't you ask, are you sure? Call up the mayor call up my my nephew, the governor. And if they say no, that's when she should have realized, wait a minute. If it's no, why are you letting me in? And obviously right then and there, maybe the person's going to have to admit, well, we just want to set you up so we can get you out. I don't know. You know, and and I know, and I know people will say, oh, well, the person that set her up is a Trump supporter. We don't know that. But that's an excuse, obviously, people, people will come up with. You know, it, you know, it's a, it, it's an excuse people will obviously come up with. Now, according to CNN, according to Chris, as he ends the article, he says this. The problem is that Pelosi was told wrong. Hair salons can operate outdoors, according to new San Francisco regulations that went into place last Friday, which she should have known. When you are the Speaker of the House and a very vocal critic of President Donald Trump's flouting of best practices to limit the spread of the virus, you can't rely on what a hairstylist tells you. You double check whether you are allowed to go into the salon and whether you need to always be wearing a mask. Because if you don't, this happens. And this is also why some people look at Pelosi just like they look at Biden. They're like, yeah, this woman, just like Biden, they need to go. They're, They're over the age limit. They need to step down. They need to ride off into the sunset and never look back. Now, Trump did tweet out a few things, and they did add this to their article. This is what President Trump said in his article in his tweet, and I, and I quote. This is what President Trump said in his uh, tweet, and I quote. This is from President Trump on his Twitter, and I quote. Crazy Nancy Pelosi is being decimated for having a beauty parlor opened when all others are closed and for not wearing a mask, despite constantly lecturing everyone else. We will almost certainly take back the house and send Nancy packing. Now, some may take what he tweeted there and say, oh, well, then that means you guys set her up. Nobody knows that. Nobody can prove she was set up. But I can tell you this, set up or not, you know, she should, I mean, Chris said it best here. Chris said it best here uh, towards the end of the article. He says, you need to double check whether you are allowed to go into the salon. And we you need to always be wearing a mask, you know? And then, and then somebody followed this up in a, uh, Followed this up and they said in a tweet that I guess some I guess they said was a right wing troll account or something I don't know which was then retweeted by Trump. This is what one person said in a tweet. They said if Nancy Pelosi can get her hair done in person, you can vote in person. Pass it on. Now this is what Chris continues to say, and I quote. What Pelosi did was hand Trump, whose entire strategy, such as it is in the 2020 campaign, is to troll liberals and media a massive gift-wrapped present with her salon trip. For Trump and his Republican allies, the whole episode affirms everything they have been saying these last few years about liberals. Now, this is what they also say. Whether Pelosi thought she was following the rules in place is lost entirely in the Trump campaign's rush to use the incident as a symbol of the do-as-I-say-not-as-I-do culture that they argue pervades the Democratic Party on the virus and everything else. This tweet from Trump's campaign, which the president also retweeted on Wednesday, gets at that point. They And basically what they have is a video comparing two things. Is They have a side-by-side video. It says, on the left, Nancy Pelosi shaming Americans saying you must wear your mask. On the right, Nancy Pelosi yesterday violating the rules for salons and not wearing a mask. Now, Chris goes on to say that Pelosi knows that Trump's campaign isn't going to give her the benefit of the doubt. Ever, and that they will are, and that they are always on the lookout for proof that liberal leaders actually have two standards one for them and one for everybody else. Given all that, it's hard to imagine why she would make a mistake like this one. It's a totally unforced error, and one that allows Trump for a day or two at least to change the subject for mishandling or mishandling of the ongoing virus epidemic that has sickened more than 6 million Americans and killed almost 185,000. Now, that's from CNN. That's from CNN. Excuse me, I'm going to shut some windows here and get the air conditioning going. Okay, hey guys, just had to get the air conditioning going. It's getting a little warm. <laughs> it's a, it's eighty four outside, eighty one in the house. So you don't want to take any chances, especially when the temperature is supposed to be about ninety six today, or so they say. But anyway, like I said, you know, CNN—they're not the biggest fan of, of Trump. We know that, but obviously. But obviously, they they realized that what Pelosi did here was stupid. I mean, Pelosi is supposed to be, you know, as they put it, a very smart political strategist. Like, you know, she's supposed to come up with plans and ideas to try to get the Democratic Party more control, especially during this campaign year. And to them, all she did was basically probably screw that up. And she might have. She might have indeed screwed that up. You know, again, she she might have indeed, you know, screwed that up. Now, Fox, let's see, Fox has an article. I know that here we are. Fox, you know, which a lot of people say is pro-Trump, basically like CNN is pro-Democrat. Fox is pro-Republican or whatever. Fox even uh, reported... This is what Fox said. This was reported by... uh, I want to give him credit here. Uh, Just like I did with Chris on CNN in his article. Uh, Brooke Singman Singman, uh, reported this, and I quote, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi visited a San Francisco hair salon on Monday afternoon for a wash and blowout. Sorry about that. Let me, I was just clicking off the video there, but let me repeat that. And I quote, this is what Brooke Sigmund said. And I quote, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi visited a San Francisco hair salon on Monday afternoon for a wash and a blowout, despite local ordinances keeping salons closed amid the virus pandemic. In security footage obtained by Fox News, and time-stamped Monday at 3:08 uh, p.m. Pacific, let me reread that. In security footage obtained by Fox News, and time-stamped Monday at 3:08 p.m. Pacific time, the California powerhouse is seen walking through E Salon SF in San Francisco. East Salon SF in San Francisco, with wet hair and without wearing a mask over her mouth or nose. The stylist doing her hair can be seen following her wearing a black face mask. And I repeat, in security footage, let me reread all that, okay? I know about 40 minutes in, but let me reread this. In security foot, okay, let me reread this, and I quote, House Representative Nancy Pelosi visited a San Francisco hair salon on Monday afternoon for a wash in a blowout. Despite local ordinances keeping salons closed amid the virus pandemic, Fox News has learned. In security footage obtained by Fox News and timestamped Monday at 3.08 p.m. Pacific Time, the California powerhouse is seen walking through Salon SF in San Francisco with, a, with wet hair and without a mask over her nose or mouth. The stylist doing her hair can be seen following her wearing a black face mask. Okay, now continuing on. Salons in San Francisco have been closed since March, and were only notified they could reopen on September first for outdoor hairstyling services only. President Trump reacted in a tweet Wednesday, just like I wrote, saying, "Crazy, crazy Nancy Pelosi is being decimated, decimated, for having a beauty parlor opened." while all others are closed and for not wearing a mask despite constantly lecturing everyone else we will almost certainly take back the house and send Nancy packing now the salon owner i've mentioned her before in a phone interview with fox news on tuesday shared details of pelosi's visit close explained She has independent stylists working for her who rent chairs in her salon. One of the stylists who rents a chair from me contacted me Sunday night. A screen grab of the text message she received from one of her stylists and obtained by Fox News said, I'll be there at 2.45 tomorrow. Pelosi's assistant just messaged me to do her hair. And Colossus replied, Pelosi and this is this is the owner. she was like, I was like, you're kidding me right now you're kidding me right now It's like okay this is <laughs> this is what Erica said. this is what the owner of the salon said and I quote, I was like, are you kidding me right now? Do I let this happen? What do I do? You know this is what uh, Erica told Fox News well, noting she can't control what her hairstylists do if they rent chairs from her as, they, as they're not paying at this time. Erica casts Pelosi's visit as a double standard. This is what she says, again, the same thing I said when I read the CNN article. It was a slap in the face that she went in, you know, that she feels that she can just go and get her stuff done while no one else can go in. And I can't work. Adding, now Erica did add by telling Fox News that she can't believe the speaker didn't have a mask on. From the footage, it appears Pelosi had some kind of covering around her neck. We're supposed to look up at this woman, right? It's just disturbing. Now, again, um, when asked for comment, the spokesman for Pelosi said the Speaker was following the rules as presented to her. The Speaker said, and the Speaker always wears a mask and complies with the local requirements. This is what the spokesman said. This business offered for the Speaker to come in on Monday and told her they were allowed by the city to have one customer at a time in the business. The Speaker complied with the rules as presented to her by the establishment. Now, Erica, the owner, pushed back, according to Fox News. Erica said this, and I quote, Pelosi received a wash and a blow dry. Uh, okay, this is what Erica said, but the, this, the owner, I'm trying to re- read this correctly. The owner perched back and said, Pelos, and said that Pelosi received a wash and a blow dry, but told Fox News that you're not supposed to blow dry hair according to safety precautions for hair salons. This is what Erica says. We have been shut down for so long, not just me, but most of the small businesses and I just can't. It's a feeling, a feeling of being deflated, helpless and honestly beaten down. Now, this is what she also says. She says, I have been fighting for six months for a business that took me 12 years to build to reopen. I am a single mom. I have two small children and I have no income. She goes on to add, the fact that they did this and she came in, it's like a slap in the face. Now, Erica did tell Fox News that she had expected to be able to reopen her salon in July and prepared her space in accordance with local guidelines. Erica goes on to say there were rules and regulations to go by to safely reopen, which she did. But she was still not allowed to open her business noting that she installed plexiglass portions between sinks and seating areas and ensured that all salon chairs were six feet apart along with proper air circulation for open windows. She goes on to say that they never let her open while adding that she is unable to reopen outside because her salon specializes in hair coloring and using chemicals outside is prohibited. But Erica said she's not alone in the hardships she had faced in closures during the virus pandemic. This is for everybody, she mentioned. I'm sharing this because what everyone in my industry, in my city, and what every small business is going through right now. Erica told Fox News she was a recipient of the $12,000 Paycheck Protection Program loan, which was created to help small businesses stay afloat amid the pandemic under the bipartisan CARES Act which Pelosi backed, but still is forced to shut her salon down for good within the next 30 to 60 days. She goes on to say that no one can last anymore. She's lost 60% of her clientele. Well, because everyone is fleeing the city. She says that the area where her salon is located has turned into a third world country, saying that every other storefront is completely vacant and shut down and boarded up. And because of the shutdown and the store closures, we've lost people, my clients and my employees, and that and that is due to the politics in San Francisco. She added, she said, adding that she's adding that the homeless population is everywhere in defense and defecating all over the city. She says it's gotten so extreme, it is so night and day from what it was a year ago that everyone is fleeing. Now, she might be over-exaggerating on that, maybe not. But the point she's getting at, basically, is, you know, Pelosi... Now, Fox didn't add in Pelosi's uh, reaction, but Pelosi basically, you know, she's supposed to be smart and everything, but obviously, she wasn't smart enough to ask uh, answer the same uh, ask the same uh, ask the questions needed. She wasn't smart enough to ask that. So, yeah, apparently, she basically she shot herself in the Democratic Party in the foot here whether she was whether she followed the guidelines or she didn't she shot herself in the political party in the her political party in the foot she basically like i said may have ruined any chance biden and harris had at winning the election so yeah she didn't do herself any favors she didn't do biden and harris any favors she basically screwed up is what she did in, in a big way. And let's not forget, her seat is also on the line in this election. And by doing something like this, she pretty much, as Trump would put it, kissed that seat goodbye. But yeah, she she screwed up. She screwed up. Uh, she screwed up royally. Now Trump also uh puts this in here. Let me see. This is Well, I don't know when he he tweeted this. He tweeted this eight hours ago, but this is what Trump says. He says, the beauty parlor owner must really dislike crazy Nancy Pelosi. Turning her in on tape is a really big deal. She probably treats him like she treats everyone else. And she strongly supported a Kennedy who just lost in all places Massachusetts. Now, depending on how you feel about the Kennedys, some like them, some don't. Some look at the Kennedys as being the only positive about the Democratic Party in the past, past, and present. You know, depending on how you feel about that, still, it's like, it's like, you know, what are you, you going to do? Now, Emerald Robinson, Emerald Robinson uh, uh, came out and this is what she said. This is what she said, Emerald Robinson. This is what she says, and I quote: and This is on her Twitter. She says, "Nancy Pelosi closed all the hair salons in California, which is full of actresses, models, reality stars, trophy rides, and minor celebrities who spend their days getting their nails done before lunching with the makeup, ar- uh, b- yeah, before lunching with the makeup artist." It's the worst possible crime. Pelosi is finished. So, so yeah, everybody is just like roasting her right now. And obviously, she's got no one but to blame but herself. So. So, yeah, she like I said, she's got no one else to blame but herself. And let me ask you guys in the live chat, do you think, do you think she, do you believe what she says by, oh, she was set up? Or do you think maybe this pretty much ruins her chances of the reelection in the House and pretty much, pretty much probably downplays the whole virus pandemic? What do you guys think? Let me know in the live chat and the comments later on, but let me know what you guys think because, you know, obviously this, this doesn't paint a good picture for her. It doesn't paint a good picture for the democratic party. It doesn't paint a good picture for Biden or Harris. You know, you know, it doesn't, It, it doesn't paint a good picture for them because it's like, you know, you pretty much screwed your fellow Democrats is what you did. You pretty much screwed your fellow Democrats and you know, that, 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 that's not a good thing to talk about that there. I don't know if anything happened. But anyway, you pretty much, you know, ruined, ruined any chance they had. I mean, I mean, honestly, I mean, like I said earlier, you know, even it doesn't matter where you go into, whether it's a gas station or wherever, you're, you are required to wear a mask right now. If not, no service. Now, are those that try to go in without a mask? Absolutely. But they always get told no, and I'll get into that in the second topic. But yeah, she's being being roasted here. This woman's being roasted. New York Post, whether you believe it or not, says Pelosi refuses to apologize for for Salon on uh, Jaunt, says she was set up. Sacramento Bee says, California beauty group appalled by the hypocrisy of Pelosi's hair salon v- visit. K- uh, KORN4 in San Francisco says Pelosi gets haircut inside a salon despite orders. You know, Yahoo! News is reporting it. Everybody is reporting this. And I think what this is going to do is it's going to downplay the virus in a big way. Maybe not as much, but it's going to downplay it to where now Newsom and other governors are going to be like, okay, fine, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. We get it. Maybe it's not as bad as we said it was, you know. Or it's going to get them to admit, Okay, fine, maybe we, you know, maybe we inflated them in numbers or exaggerated the numbers because we don't want Trump in office anymore. Can you blame us? You know, they're going to have something's going to come out of this. And what it's going to come out is, yeah, people are still going to wear the mask. But now it's going to be optional because you see this and it's like, well, she doesn't have to wear a mask, do we? So. Yeah, if you don't want to wear a mask, get ready for probably some big news coming out from your local governor saying you don't have to. We're going to give you the option now. You don't have to wear a mask anymore. Whoopee!
1: You
0: know, yeah, but yeah, she's she's getting roasted all over the place, man. She is getting roasted, and she's got no one but to blame but herself. Now, KTVU, uh, Fox 2 in San Francisco, um, they're also part of the Fox network, uh, reported this. They said, a trip to, and this was reported by uh, Michael McLaughlin nine hours ago. And he says, and I quote, a trip to a San Francisco salon has turned into controversy for House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, whose office tells KTVU, She didn't think she did anything wrong by getting her hair done indoors on Monday. Security footage reported on Fox News showed Pelosi with wet hair and without a mask covering her face inside of e-salon in apparent defiance of uh, virus virus rules or virus 19 rules. We'll put it that way. Let me reread that. Security footage reported on Fox News showed Pelosi with wet hair and with and without a mask covering her face inside of E Salon in apparent defiance of the rules. In San Francisco, face coverings are mandatory in most public settings. Salons may only cut hair outdoors under the new rules that took effect on Tuesday. Now, according now again, this is what they said. Again, going by what and again Repeating what Hamill, Drew Hamill said, deputy chief Chief of staff for Pelosi, this is what he says. Again, repeating what he says, he says, the speaker always wears a mask and complies with local requirements. The businesses offered for the speaker to come in on Monday and told her that they were allowed by the city to have one customer at a time in the business. The speaker complied with the rules as presented to her by this establishment. Now on Tuesday afternoon e salon this is what this is what uh, they said E-Salon, on Tuesday afternoon e Salon appeared to be closed. KTVU has yet to reach the salon owner, but according to Fox News, owner Erica Colos said that Pelosi had an appointment with a stylist who rents space in the Union Street salon. again, this is what Erica says and I quote it was, a, it was a slap in the face that she went in. You know that she feels she can just go and get her hair stuff or get her stuff done while no one else can go in and I can't work. Now, again, that's what Erica said. Basically, she said it was a slap in the face and that basically she feels that Pelosi can just go and get stuff done while everyone else has to stay at home and can't do anything. Now, according to KTVU2, it says the stylist washed Pelosi's hair and gave her a blow dry, according to what Erica said. Well, this is what—that's what Erica finished off by saying. She said that the stylist washed Pelosi's hair and gave her a blow dry. And like I said in the other when I like I, and as it was mentioned in the Fox News article, you can't be doing blow dries right now. So, okay. After visiting the salon. Pelosi appeared on MSNBC around 5:30 p.m. with an image of a foggy Golden Gate Bridge behind her. Now, now here's what's interesting. This is what KTVU adds: Harmond DeHillen, De an attorney and co-chair of lawyers for Trump. Says Pelosi and perhaps even the salon should be fined. Dillahin, uh, DeHillen, said she is, the, she is a disgusting hypocrite, referring to Pelosi. Uh, this, the attorney and co-chair of the lawyers for Trump goes on to say, "I've represented other types of businesses." that have been severely punished for violating the very same law that Nancy Pelosi broke yesterday or on Monday. Some people say they don't fault the stylist. Uh, They go on to say, you know, a big politician says she wants her hair done. You've been sitting on your couch for six months. You're going to take the opportunity. You know, I don't judge the person personally. Because I understand they need to make some money. This is um, quoted by Rory Cox, co-owner of Yuba Lance, a personal fitness gym. Now, Now, they mentioned that this Cox person helped organize a protest calling for more support in reopening the small businesses. And he points that, and he says that Pelosi's video points to unfair privilege. This is what Cox says, and this is what Roy Cox says. He says, it just feels classless, to be honest. It's like, oh, you're a politician, you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you're a tech person, and you get to control on your merry way, and you get to continue on your merry way and live your lives the way you want to live it. Meanwhile, the rest of us are shut out. That's what he said, and I quote. This is what he said. I'll reread it. He says, it just feels classless, to be honest. It's like, oh, you're a politician. You're a doctor. You're a lawyer. You're a tech person. And you get to continue on your merry way and live your lives the way you want to live it? Meanwhile, the rest of us are shut out? Now, they do go on to say that salon and barbershop owners have been among the most vocal critics of California's rules that have shuttered businesses uh, for months in an attempt to quill the spread of the virus. A group representing beauty and barber professionals in May announced plans to sue Governor Newsom over the shutdown. So, yeah. Overall, to bring this um, topic that's been going on for about an hour, probably the longest first topic I've talked about and the topics on my mind for a bit. Uh, But basically... Yeah, Nancy's got no one to blame but herself. I mean, whether she was set up or she wasn't is not the point. You know, whether she complied with the regulations and the rules, you know, except for getting her hair washed, it's not the point. You know, if no one else can go into a salon or any other business per se without wearing a mask, and yet she can, despite... You know, you know, despite whatever the situation is, it is hypocritical. And all she did, basically, ladies and gentlemen, is she just shot herself. I said it. I said it earlier. She shot, she shot herself in the foot. She shot herself. She shot the Democratic Party. She shot Biden and Harris's chances of being, winning the election. She shot all that in the foot. She did. She just basically took... She just basically took a gun and shot it right in the foot. You might as well kiss. Biden and Harris might as well kiss, as of right now, the election goodbye. I mean, it's like that Chris guy said on CNN. She basically gave Trump a gift. And she could say she was set up and all that. It's it's not going to hold water because that footage right there, is an example it's just evidential it's just an evidential example of basically being a hypocrite and being a double standard what she's going to have to do to save face is come out and apologize for what happened and probably even admit her real reasoning behind you know you know wanting everybody to wear a mask or behind you know, this and that. She's going to basically have to swallow her pride and, pay, and probably come out and say, and I, and I say this with all due respect, but she's basically going to probably have to come out and say, uh, yeah, the reason I have been acting like this over the past several years is I just don't like Trump because he beat Hillary Clinton in the election. Or I just don't like Trump because he mistreated women and all I want from him is an apology. And I say that with all due respect. I I say that with all due and I say that and impersonate her in that way with all due respect, if you will. But the point is she's gonna have to do something. She's probably gonna have to come out and say, yeah, the uh, the virus numbers are not as bad, the case numbers are not as bad as they are. You know, we just made it up, we had the media make it up because we want to make Trump look bad or whatever. She's gonna have to do something to save face. And what this does, honestly, if you want the truth, you want the absolute truth, this probably is the first step in this whole virus pandemic coming to an end quicker than you think. A lot, Because you know what? A lot of people are going to see this and they're going to say, well, if she can do it, everybody else can. And she's 80 years old. She's one of the more receptive people when it comes to this. She is. She is 80 freaking years old. She's in the category of people that are receptive to this virus probably more so and yet she feels she has the right that she could do this whether she feels she was set up or not that's that's beyond the point what she did what she should have done and again this is what the guy on the CNN article said what she should have done is asked the questions just like I mentioned she should have answered she should have asked the question of whether or not the establishment can do this, make sure they had proof they can do it. And if not, should have just said, okay, fine, I'll just go somewhere else Will they, up, will they follow the rules. And that's it. You know, that's it. And whether or not people are going to come out, like I said earlier, and say that the guy is a Trump supporter maybe, and, he, and the footage was tuned, turned in just to make sure she get, she's removed. That's, again, that's not the point. The point is she's a major figure. She's one of the lead people that are against Trump trying to get him out of office. She's the one that led the freaking impeachment trial to try to get him out earlier this year or earlier, late last year, earlier this year. She's one of the people that did that. And now she decides she's just going to mosey on in in, into an establishment whether she wore a mask for a majority of the visit or she didn't, you know or or she didn't for part of it, again, that's that's beyond the point. That is beyond the point. And the thing is she she needs to swallow her pride. She needs to finally come out and acknowledge what she did. She's gonna have to come out and apologize whether she wants to apologize or not because if she doesn't apologize, if she doesn't apologize for the trip, like one of the like the New York Post is saying, if she doesn't apologize, it just prove it's just gonna be more evidence people need. I mean, Trump's gonna use this now and be like, see, it's nothing really bad. No one's really getting infected. I know Trump's gonna come out and say, now I know the truth. I see the truth. And if you don't like me being your president and you're just making up these numbers, come out and say it. Come out and say it. So you know, so this this is something that that's really going to, it's going to have a major effect. It may not seem like it now, but it's going to. Not just on her, but on everything. And that, and honestly, you know what? That leads into my next topic. The next topic I want to get into, because I'm bringing this one to an end. It's been going on for almost 70 minutes. So we're going to go into the next topic, and it's kind of melds itself, kind of blends itself in with this one. And that is more on the man that went off on the Walmart associate in Alaska. Now, it's funny that we bring up what's going on with Nancy, because she should have been refused service no matter what. I mean, if she didn't wear her mask and the person doing her hair did, she should have been refused service. She should have been. No matter whether she's Nancy Pelosi, head of representatives or not, she should have been refused service. Just like this guy got angry about. Now, Here's the thing: this guy shouldn't have gone off now, going on to the second topic, and basically more on this individual now, like I said in my video that I did in, did on it, I didn't know where this Walmart was, obviously, it's in Alaska. Some people would say Alaska's not as bad as every every place else, but still, but still, uh basically, this guy went off in a way that's like you know. You can understand maybe why he's a why he's angry, but still, comply. just comply with it. I mean, you know you know what's going to happen? This guy's going to see what's going on here and say, "Hey, if Nancy Pelosi could go into a public area without a mask, so can I." And he'll use he can go back to the Walmart in Alaska, to that Walmart and tell my fellow associates at that store. Uh yeah. You heard about Nancy Pelosi, right? Well, if she can come in, so can I. So get out of my way. He could do that. He'll be able to do that now cuz now there's evidence. There's visual evidence of someone that's always in the public eye doing that. But getting back to this guy, this guy did not have to go off the way he did. He did not. He did not have to th- You know, he did not have to flip the bird. He didn't have to go on the tirade. He didn't. He did. All he had to do was comply. So all he had to do. Now, yes, was one of my fellow associates at that Alaska store wearing the mask over her mouth, but not her nose? Yeah, she was. And that would be something that he could also use in, in, in retaliation. He could. But the point is, the point is, you know, he shouldn't have gone off. He should have just been polite and just left. He should have been okay, fine. I'll go someplace. I'll take my business elsewhere. And that's all he had to do. But it wouldn't have mattered where he'd gone. It wouldn't have mattered if he would have gone to the Target across the street there. It wouldn't have mattered if he'd gone to a Starbucks or a local store there in, in Anchorage. It wouldn't have. Because all they're going to be telling him is the same thing. Wear this. Wear the mask. When you go in, wear the mask. Because if not, you're going to be refused service. You are. And like I said, we we deal with these kind of people at my Walmart that I work at. Some will walk in, whether they're wearing a mask or not. They'll walk in through the screening area, which is the pharmacy entrance. And we'll have to tell them, go the other way around. They'll try to argue, but we'll say, please, just go all the the way around. And sometimes they'll comply and sometimes they won't. It's like I said, you know, a couple, about a week ago, we had a, a group of kids. You know, they walked in there. They walked in there like it was nothing. And they ignored on both occasions. They ignored what the girl who was doing, who was watching the screen area was saying. They ignored her. They were like. Uh, you hear anything? I don't hear nothing. Oh, that this must be the wind. It's like, it's like I said. It's like I said in the video. This is only temporary, and people like this guy and anybody else, no matter what Walmart they go to across the country, have to realize this is only a temporary deal. That's all it is. No matter what Walmart around the country, if not the world, they have to realize this is a temporary deal. If you live in Japan, you live in England, you live in Australia, you live in Canada. All the Walmarts are following the same regulations, the same rules. You can't, if you don't wear a mask, you can't be served. We can't allow you in. And that's it. And these people and this man has to understand that. I mean, for I mean in his thing, if he's a religious man, it's like I said, God himself would be like, hey man, don't don't do this. You know, don't don't do this. Don't don't flip the bird. Don't tell these people to go back to work for Satan or anything like that. That's not that's not what you do. What you do is you comply. You do the right thing, you comply. That's all you do. And like I said, it's only temporary. I said this in one video, video and audio podcast. You can listen to on both end, on both, in both areas. The podcast on Spotify, you know, iTunes and all that, and iHeart, as well as here on YouTube. You know, I did a video where basically I said, "It's like I said, it's like wearing, it's like getting a shot. It may be unpleasant or it may be uncomfortable, but it's only temporary. It's only temporary, and that's it." That is it. It's it's not a big issue. It's not a big issue. I mean, people have their kids, which some people, which some reports, whether you believe them or not, are one of the one of those that are not as receptive. They are, but not as much. But people still have their kids wearing masks because they don't want to take a chance. The thing is, this individual, this man. Should have not gone off the way he did. I mean, when they asked him to leave, he should have he should have left. He shouldn't have come back in the store and say, "I'm gonna leave when I want to leave." Now, a lot of here's the thing: a lot of people have reacted to this. A lot of people saw this and they're like, "This dude, obviously something is wrong with this dude." You know, it's like. I, I don't know what got, we don't know what made him, you know, the thing is, you know, it's like, you know, you would think normally a guy like him who could be in the category of being receptive to this, to this virus would comply and understand, but obviously he did, you know, it's like, I, I don't know. You know, I, I, I don't know. It's, but again, it's, it's, But like I said before, we we deal with a lot of this stuff at Walmart. And, you know, what we got to do is basically do what this girl did, what these people did, what these fellow associates of mine in Alaska did. And that's stand up to this guy and calmly ask him to leave and have a nice day. That's it. You know, just stand your ground. Don't let them get to you. Just be respectful. Do as you're trained. And that's it. I mean, can did this guy probably get under the skin? Absolutely. Did, these, did they want to blow off steam when they got on their break or they went home or they went to lunch? Absolutely. But this guy did not have to go through this. He did not. I mean, here's the thing. We, we, we've dealt with people at our store. Like I said, some will ignore it. Some will get angry and argue. I've seen it because of what's been happening, because of the changes. You know, because what? Because they parked over there. They parked on the pharmacy side. Okay, fine. It's not going to hurt you to walk around the store. Go and walk out the walk out the grocery side and walk towards that way to get to your car. It's not going to hurt you. You know, it's not like it's ten miles away. It's just like a what a few just what half a block. Not even that. A quarter of a block. It's not even that. It's like. You're getting angry because you can't use one end, and en- you know one, en- one exit and entrance that now has been corded off because it's being utilized as a screening area. You're going to get angry over that, and you know jeopardize or jeopardize your safety. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, and. I just, I just don't understand and why this guy just didn't leave when he was asked. If he's a godly man, God would want you to not, go, not get into something like this, not be confrontational, and basically do as they asked. But obviously something was wrong with this guy. I mean, it seems that he is a Trump supporter. But as I said in that video, even Trump would not want to see something like this. Even Trump would be telling this guy, hey, you know, I know you don't like it, but this is a temporary deal. It'll be over before you know it. And that's it. I again again I just I just don't understand you know what this guy's problem was. Is there something mental inside of him that he went off? I don't know. Is he, is he in the beginning stages of dementia where he thinks it's another decade and he's fighting for his rights? I don't know. But, again, as I said before, I'm proud of my fellow associate in Alaska for, for standing up to, for doing the right thing. I'm proud of her and my other fellow associates at that Alaska store in Anchorage. I'm proud of them for doing this, for standing up, because you know what? You know, we don't need this. We don't need people causing trouble. All we want to do is, you know, keep things safe and healthy for a lot of people. And if that means when you enter the establishment, you have to wear a mask for your duration there, so be it. Don't argue about it. Just, just do it. That's it. It's like people tell me about me going to the dentist. You know, sooner or later, don't argue it. Just make the appointment. Get it done. And that's it. And that's it. And sooner or later, I am going to get it done. I am. But the point is, the point is, if this guy would have just complied, this complied by putting a mask, the sooner he put it on and then left the store after he was done shopping or doing whatever he needed, the sooner he could took it off. That's it. It's not a big deal not a big deal, but yeah, th- I, again, I'm proud of my fellow associates in Anchorage, Alaska for doing, doing the, for doing what they had to do, standing up to this guy, but doing it in a calm, respectful manner as we're all trained to do. Because these, because honestly, they could have easily gone off on him too. They could have easily gone off on him too, but I'm proud of them. And again, a lot of people have seen this video, the reaction to it in the like, yeah, this guy, something's wrong with this guy. But again, the only the only negative I could probably throw on it is this guy will probably show back up again. And because of what happened with Nancy, is probably gonna say, Hey, look at that. Did you know about Nancy Pelosi, right? Well, if she could do go in without a mask, I can. People will use that argument now. They will. They will. So yeah, but this guy shouldn't have done what he did. And like I said. I've seen and I've seen people do this. I've dealt with people that have done this. You know, people have attitudes at times and it's like oh, I'll have a misunderstanding. But it's like, you know, but all we ask of them for right now, because of what's going on, is just to comply. Because the sooner you comply, the sooner this will all be all be done with. And I and I believe they know that. I believe they know that. But yeah, that's but yeah, again, this guy shouldn't have done what he did, but I am proud of my fellow associates in Anchorage for standing up with it, standing up and doing the right thing when this guy got confrontational and not get confrontational back. So I'm proud of them on that. All right. So getting on to our third topic. Our third topic, WWE's Thunderdome on Raw this past Monday night gets, gets distastefully... Trolled again. Now, Sam may say it wasn't as bad as before, but still. Still, this is uh, it's not good. Okay. So, last week when this happened, you had videos appearing on the Thunderdome, appearing on the various screens in the Thunderdome. You had videos appearing that instead of having fans, at their desk, or using their phones to watch the event as if they're live in attendance in person, but watching from home. Instead, instead you had people showing images of Chris Benoit twice. You had people showing images of someone being beheaded slash executed. And you had somebody dressed in a KKK robe. Now, WWE did address uh, all this by saying it doesn't fall under the policy and they will do what they can to ban these individuals. Well, even if they banned these individuals, apparently they found a way to get back. Because during Raw, during Raw, during the Keith Lee Dolph Ziggler match, apparently. Some people decided to distastefully troll WWE again and try to ruin the experience for a lot of people because what they did is not only did you see video footage again of somebody in a KKK outfit, but you saw, but according to what they said, you saw like several videos of people doing a a Nazi salute, if you know what I mean. A hail to you-know-who Nazi salute. And, yeah, this, this is not good. This is not good for WWE. It's not a good image for them, period. Because, you know, the, what they're trying to do is they're trying to provide a more semi-normal experience, even if it's virtual, for the fans when it comes to um, when it comes to the lo- when it comes to the uh, shows. They're trying to provide them with a more semi-normal experience. But when you have people for the past two weeks doing this, then that's not good. That's not good at all. It's not good. Because what you're doing, what you, what's happening is you're having people trolling WWE. Now, again, I don't know people are linking or syncing or syncing up uh, video footage to these live feeds that WWE provides them with with people dressed in a KKK outfit or doing these Nazi salutes. I, I, I don't know. If they're doing that or if it's actual live footage. But, you know, WWE has to do something. They have to do something about this. Because obviously they will keep doing the virtual fan deal, but sooner or later it's going to get to a point that SmackDown on Fox, on Fox of all places, is going to be dealing with this kind of crap. And Fox ain't going to stand for it already. I can already tell you this, they're not going to stand for it. So it's, it's just bad is what it is. It's it's just, it's not a good look for WWE. And like I said last week, whoever is in charge of, you know, syncing up these live streams for, for people to be part of the virtual audience, whoever's in charge, they need to pay more attention. They, they need to pay more attention to what they're doing. It's like, it's like my CSM told me yesterday. I had what was known as the TC, which is basically the answer to an Android, which allows us to look up information, keep track of things, stuff like that. Well, one of the self-checkout registers went into a pause transaction deal And I wasn't sure what it was because the thing that got my attention was the pause transaction on my TC. So what happened, long story short, is it took my CSM to say, it's probably on your end. So I looked down and believe it or not, right at the bottom in white and blue, in white with blue lettering, it says resume transaction. So I pressed that and everything got back and everything resumed. And she said, see, it's your end. You need to pay attention, Brian. And I do most of the time. And I, and I told her, yeah, I do. I said the thing that caught my attention was the pause transaction deal because it stood out. So, yeah, basically I just pay attention most of the time, even, but even I make a slip up here and there. But this, but that's minor. That's like non-existently minor to what this is. And WWE is a big conglomerate global as a big global conglomerate and they need to pay more attention to you know what they're doing especially the person that's in charge of you know uploading this live feed of fans being part of the virtual audience they they need to do a better job because if not you know people are not going to want to watch you know people are not going to want to uh not only watch Raw anymore, but WWE is going to have no choice but to probably shut the thing down. Now, some people may say, oh, it's just fans trolling WWE because WWE is not giving them what they want. So they're going to do this and try to ruin everything for people. That might be true, but, you know, there's better ways of, you know, you know, trolling WWE. Or there's better ways of letting WWE know how you feel. But yeah, this is not a good look for world for World Wrestling Entertainment. It's not a good look for them. You know, popping my elbow there. But like I said, it's it's not a good look for them whatsoever. Because all you're doing, you know, is making yourself look bad. And what you need to do is to you need to correct this. You need to, as I said last week, you need to put people in charge of these uploading these live feeds that are going to pay attention. They're going to be like, oh, can't have that. So, yeah, it's not good. I mean, it's, you know, some would say it's not as bad as last week, but still, it's, not, it's still not a good look. It's still not a good look for them. It's not. So hopefully they correct that in time. And if they do, great. If they don't, it's going to get even worse. And like I said, J.D., Jerry JD from NY206 said it best. Sooner or later something's going to happen doing a live feed on a throughout, you know, on the Thunderdome. So I was just clicking something off there. But like I said, JD from NY206 said it best that something's going to happen doing one of the live feeds on the Thunderdome. Well, you'll probably have two people getting it on. How's WWE gonna explain that? You know, so hopefully they address this before it really gets out of hand and it starts showing up, like I said, on Fox of all places, SmackDown on Fox, because Fox ain't gonna ain't gonna like that either. You know, they're not. So hopefully WWE can get this corrected, they can get this fixed, because it's not a good look for them. I mean, yes, it's great that they want to do this for the fans and do it for free, but this keeps up, they're going to have to probably start charging. And will that, and if they do that, will that basically um, cause the, will it basically, if they do that, I'm trying to say is, will this cause, you know, less trolling? Maybe, maybe not, but it's going to get to that point. It's going to get to that point and they don't need it to get to that point. So hopefully they fix this, they take care of it, and we won't have to deal with this ever again. But my suggestion for WWE, get somebody behind behind get somebody in that production truck that's going to pay attention and make sure that the live feed they put up is not something that's going to make you look bad. Okay, so with that said, Let's get on to our fourth topic here. And our fourth topic is companies like Sony, Philips, Vizio, etc. missing out on a profitable market when it comes to selling 4K TVs that are below 35 inches inches that are below the 35 inch market. And what I mean by that, what I mean by that, when I say companies like Sony, Philips, Vizio, et cetera, are missing out on a profitable market when it comes to selling 4K TVs that are below the 35-inch market. What I mean by that is today I originally planned, and as you can probably tell, I didn't go through with it, but originally I had planned to move my TV to the center here. I didn't do that yet, but I'm still planning to do that in the near future. But the plan obviously was to move it, so, I can get a 43 inch television um, displayed on there instead. Now, unfortunately, my TV stand, my entertainment center stand that I got from my cousin, um, only holds up to maybe about, I say, 35 inches, 30, 35 inches. So, that doesn't really help in my favor. I mean, could a 43 inch fit on a 20 inch wide uh, stand? Possibly, but I'm I don't know. However, I think I may have found a solution, although it's gonna take a while to to you know make that solution a reality. And that solution is a thirty-two inch Q L E D four K television. That's right. You heard me right. Samsung as of last year and this year, recently brought out the first, I'm assuming of many, smaller 4K televisions. Now, you might be saying that's that's impossible. There's no way they did that. Well, believe me, they did. They did. And I'm assuming the 32-inch can fit on my um, 28-inch entertainment center uh, stand on my entertainment center stand, my TV stand. But I was always hoping we might get something like this in the future, because you know what? This is a niche market that should be tackled. You can't just rely on 24 to 30. You can't just rely on 24 inch or 27 inch 4k monitors to do the job. Because even though people probably won't mind going up to the monitor and wherever the power switch is and pressing it and turning it off and on instead of using a remote to do that. But I'm sure they'll be more appreciative of having a TV that's just the same size, that they can easily use their remote to turn off along with the cable box. But yeah, apparently... Samsung has this out, but what's, what's hard about this, though, is it run, it's valued around $500, $499 or $497. $497 or $499 is what it's uh, registered at. And you might say, well, it shouldn't be that much if it's a small TV. That's true, but it's a QLED 4K. And I think that's what makes it more expensive. It has the QLED as part of it. Now, now the reason I bring this up is because I'm planning, hopefully if things turn out right, to save up the money to buy this thing. Because even if it's 32-inch, I think it'll be better than nothing. Now, with that said... The reason I bring up companies like Sony, Philips, Vizio, etc. and how they're missing out on this profitable market is because when you go back and look at 1080p televisions when they first came out, when you look at them, they were all the one thing that was always advertised about them or the one size or various sizes that were sold about them was what's being sold right now for 4K. And that's the 43-inch, that's the 50-inch, that's the you know 39-inch, that's the 40-inch, that's the 55-inch, the 65-inch. Those were the kind of TVs that were being sold originally when 1080p came out. But as time progressed, companies decided to integrate the 1080p technology into smaller televisions. And companies like Vizio, Sony, Samsung, Philips, you name it, have seen profitable, positive profits, I should say, profitable, positive profits coming from the sales of these smaller 1080p televisions. So now the question is, why are they missing out on this possibility? Why? I mean, for, like I said, nothing against 4K monitors. I mean, my plan, if anything else, is to get one, because even if it's a smaller even if it's a smaller screen, it's still 4K. But it's a lot more expensive. But this here, this is a 4K television that's perfect for the bedroom. It's perfect for the corner of your room. Because it's not big, it's a good size, and you won't have to worry about moving anything around if you don't want to. Or you won't have to worry about going out and buying a new TV stand or entertainment center stand because you won't have to. And this to me is a niche market that they are missing out on. I mean, can you imagine the profits they can make out of this? Can you imagine the profits? And hello, uh, Pipchuck Studio. Nice to see you guys um, uh, in the live chat. And if you guys don't know about Pipchuck Studio, They recently brought out the pilot episode of Fallout Equestria, which is based on a book series and a game series that they did. The books you can find at Ministry of Imagery, I think, and uh, the game they have out as well, as well as they brought out the first uh, pilot episode of it. It runs for about 17 minutes, 85, uh, 17 minutes, 25 seconds, I think. It's really good, but it's mainly for an older audience, adults, and everything. But check it out. They even put out a trailer for the Ministry uh, Six or whatever they call the Ministry Mayors. And it's mainly the main six. Check that out. It looks really, really good. But anyway, like I said, getting back on uh, topic here. Like I said, companies like this are missing out on this avenue. And if Samsung's going to be the first one to do this, then you know, hopefully, these other companies are going to do the same thing. They're going to be like, we ain't going to let Samsung take all the glory. We ain't going to let them do that. We'll show you how it's done. And they will come out and they will basically start selling uh, the same size TV as Samsung's doing, if not smaller, and maybe at a more affordable price. That's what we can uh, hope for uh, in the future. And Pipchuck likes the uh, uh, the recommendation I made for the for the series. Again, you guys got to check it out; it's really good. And, and it looks good on a 1080p. But can you imagine something like the Fallout of Equestria looking good on 4K? That'll be even that'll be even better. But the point is, beginning back on point here, um, you know they're missing out on this. And if Samsung is going to be one of the first to do this. And like I said, you know, these other companies that I mentioned are going to follow suit. They're going to say, nope, we're going to also do 4K televisions that are smaller, and soon, and we're going to do it at a more affordable price. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, they realize not a lot of people are going to have room in the, in the living room or the bedrooms, for a 1080p television. They know that. Nor are they going to have the stand. The entertainment stand. For that as well. So by selling. A smaller television. That's at 4k. Is even it is going to work out for them. And it's going to make them a lot of profit. It's going to make them a lot of money. And I'm glad Samsung is doing this. The only problem. Is their 4k television. At 32 inches. Like I said. Sells for around 500 dollars. And the only way I could probably get it is to save up a hundred every ne- every other week till I get to that point. Now, could I get it before the year's out? Absolutely. You know, absolutely, I can get it before the year's out. Sorry about that. I was just on anything affected there. I was just uh, doing the dual screen here, but yeah, there's no doubt it could it could satisfy. A lot a lot of people's uh cringe for 4K and and you know and all that. But like I was saying, you know, could I get a four can I get that television before the years out? Absolutely. If I save up my money correctly, absolutely I can do it. But the thing is, will it happen? Will I be able to get it? Hopefully, I can. I mean, originally my plan was to basically move my shelves over to this side and put my stand in the center. But right now that's not happening. But when I see Samsung have a television like this out, it's like, you know, where has this been? Why wasn't this out beforehand? And I think, I think what I'm noticing is the cheaper 4K televisions become to make room for the 8K that's coming in, because they are coming in. Excuse me there, but to make room for the 8K, when I see these, uh, when I see, you know, 4K televisions going down in price, you know, I see the potent, you know, I see... You know, the door opening for 4K to be integrated into smaller sets. And obviously, Samsung sees that. And I was surprised that this was that I saw this being advertised at Best Buy and on Amazon.com. So but so as I was saying, I sort of noticed a niche going on because when 4K started to come out, 1080p started getting cheaper and they started to integrate the 1080p technology into smaller screens so that people can have more compact screens, you know, to display in smaller areas in the house. With, and now I see the same thing going on here with 8K and 10K and all them following suit in the future, obviously, you know, 4K is going to go down in price and 4K is now going to be integrated into smaller sets, and the smallest right now is the 32 inch, and like I said, I'm glad Samsung's, you know, taking, um, you know, it, it's taking the chance to do this because they realize people want to have 4K, but they don't want to go out and buy the big 4K televisions. They want something that they could that will be easy for them to display on their own. So, again. Will I be able to do this? Absolutely. Will, you know, like I said, will I be able to do this? Absolutely. Will it take time? Absolutely. There's, there's no doubt it'll take time. It's always going to take time. There's no doubt it's going to take a while before I can get to it. I mean, if I can save up and probably get it before Thanksgiving, that's great. Maybe it'll go down in price too. Who knows? Um, but the point is, is... Other companies like Sony, Philips, and Vizio, they're missing out on this. And hopefully, now that they probably realize or acknowledge that Samsung's doing it, they'll start doing it themselves. Because one, it's a niche market that they can make a lot of money out of. And hopefully, hopefully, you know, hopefully, I was trying to think about what I was going to say there, uh, but hopefully they start following suit. And hopefully, and perhaps we'll get more than just the 32 inch televisions. We'll get smaller ones as well. You know, some people say, well, that's not possible because the screen compresses the image. Well, if you look at what Samsung's doing, obviously that's not going to be the case. So hopefully, we get more of this by hopefully Sony and Philips and Vizio follow suit and we end up getting um these kind of televisions in the future cuz i know i would love to get my hands on one of these um and display it in my room and you know go from there but yeah you know i like i said i when i see something like this it's going to make me want to save money because you know it would be like a gift to myself after everything myself and other essential workers have been going through I'd be like, yeah, this is going to be my gift to myself. I'm, I'm going to get this for myself, and we'll see what happens. But I want to see this happen. I want to make this happen, and I'm wanting and I'm hoping and see and I'm hoping for other companies to follow suit because if they want to make some good money in a market in, a, in the uh, in a certain section of the television market that they know they can make money in then doing 4K televisions that are smaller than what we get right now is the right direction to go. And Samsung obviously sees that. But anyway, that's about it for that topic. And let's go on to our fifth topic. Our fifth topic, Space Jam 2 Story Synopsis Leaked. Yeah, in case you guys don't know, Space Jam is getting a sequel Uh, That's going to be released in time for its 25th anniversary, which is next year, 2021. Now, apparently, there are some images that are floating about. Now, I don't know if these are true or not, but my online friend, Frank Hill, it's Frank, um, had a video shown about this. And the video obviously was speculating. Uh, speculating on possibly you know stuff coming out you know like some uh, synopsis and all that but it's all depending on who you believe um, let's see See. Um, uh, let's see. Trying to see here. Okay, Radio Times, Fatherly, IMDb, see, Screen Rant. See what Radio Times has to say. Okay, this is uh, reported by Hugh Fullerton. Hugh Fullerton, I think. See. I don't know uh, what it is, but uh, basically, basically the synopsis that um, was provided in the video, again with you, believe it or not, is apparently apparently. Let me let me see here if my if I can pull this up. Now he says, if it's true, he's not. Saying entirely is, um, and the video is by Midnight's Edge. Midnight's Edge, who did a review with Ken Penders and you know and all that. So, and I guess he's a good source. I'm not really sure. So let me let me see what he says here. It's at uh, 220.
1: Since the original Space Jam in 1996, Warner Brothers has been... Tr- it's at uh,
0: 220 so far, so let's see. Here go.
1: About the evil Warner Brothers studio
0: heads who wants a jam too. The 4chan leak reads, Oh, it's 4chan. Anyway, it's fl- okay, so the leak is provided by 4chan according to uh, Midnight's Edge. Now, 4chan is one of those sources, whether you believe them or you don't, that that's up to you. So, um, yeah, 4chan is one of those sites where you know sometimes actual news or information is leaked some is not you know so, you know and sometimes well like i said 4chan is one of those sites where information is leaked and sometimes it's true and sometimes it's not it's kind of a mixed bag but this is what this is what the uh, plot says according to uh, midnight's edge At midnight's edge put the synopsis up here and again Take it with a grain of salt, because they don't even know if it's true or not. This is what the, the plot says, and I quote. And I quote, this is what he found off 4chan. And I quote, this is a plot synopsis leaked, obviously, for Space Jam 2, if it is to be believed. And I quote, it says, anyway, the plot is, funnily enough, uh, the pl- okay, this is what, <laughs> let me reread that. It says, Anyway, the plot is, finally enough, about the evil Warner Brothers Studios uh, heads who want to fire the Looney Tunes because people don't care about cartoons anymore. The audience wants gritty, live-action characters. So obviously, the logical course of action is to settle it in a game of basketball against the gritty guys where they get to stay if they win. The boss of WB puts together a team of villains that include The Joker, Pennywise, Wicked Witch, The Mask, Agent Smith, Volamont, and The Gremlins. Those are the only ones I've seen so far anyway. They say when they see F.N. Pennywise in a jersey, they ask for help from, you guessed it, LeBron James. Now again, let me reread that. It says... The plot is, funny enough, about the evil Warner Bros. studio heads who want to fire the Looney Tunes because people don't care about cartoons anymore. The audience wants gritty live-action characters, so obviously the logical course of action is to settle it in a game of basketball against the gritty guys where they get to stay if they win. The boss of WB puts together a team of villains that includes Joker, Pennywise, Wicked Witch, The Mask, Agent Smith, Voldemort, And that's a wrong number. Excuse me for a second. Like I said, um, getting back to what I was saying, rereading this, it says anyway. The plot is funny enough about the evil one about the studio heads who want to fire the Looney Tunes because people don't care about cartoons anymore. The audience wants gritty live-action characters, so obviously the logical course of action is to settle it in a game of basketball against the gritty guys, where they get to stay if they win. The boss of WB puts together a team of villains that include the Joker, Pennywise, Rick Rich, the Mask, Agent Smith, Voldemont, and the Gremlins. Those are the ones I've seen so far anyway. When they see Pennywise in a jersey, they ask for help from, you guessed it, LeBron James. Now, here's what's interesting about this uh, synopsis statement By 4chan. They, instead of put funny enough, they put funnily. The word funny is now called funnily. So, makes you wonder. That's one thing. It then does say uh, that the team of villains is also going to include the mask. Last time I checked, the Warner Brothers version of the mask was a good guy. So, yeah. You know, when you see that kind of stuff added in, it makes you wonder. Now, let's see what Midnight Add Chosen has to say. Now, it says here Lola. Lola's got a redesign, probably playing off her uh, Looney Tunes show, uh, Looney Tunes design, which was a hybrid of both Looney Tunes show and what we get um, in, in uh, what we get in the Looney Tunes slash Wabbit uh, show. So it says no more bunny tits because PC sorry furries, oh sorry furries. Don Cheeley plays the boss of Warner Brothers, aka the villain, the animaniacs show up here and there. The animaniacs show up here and there. Okay. First and now here's the thing. When part of the synopsis describes a character getting a redesign and says no more buddy tit- no more bunny tits, because PC, sorry, furries, that also makes you question. And then when they say the acts show up here and there, it also makes you question. You know, so maybe this is, it, again, you got to take all of this with a grain of salt.
1: It's because PC. sorry, Furries. Don Cheadle plays the boss of Warner Brothers, aka the villain. Animatronics show up here and there. Take the synopsis and character descriptions as rumor. There might be some basis of truth in these leaks. Synopsis and character descriptions. There.
0: Although we must expect. Here's, one, now here's what Midnight Edge is. Hold on. To take this synopsis and character descriptions as rumor, there
1: might be some basis of truth in these leaks. From what we've learned from the leaks, what would be blame for feeling like the idea sounded completely insane and unreal, or unbelievably awesome and too good to be true. However, it isn't as
0: insane as either party may think. Lego Batman is a Batman Now, here's the thing. Even Midnight's Edge is kind of doubtful about some of this being true. For all we know, this could be just a a person on 4chan doing what they're kind of coming up with their own fanfic. Like, oh, well, I would put this person in. Oh, 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 this would be a great script. This would be a better script than probably what they're doing. Oh, this would be awesome. That's what he's alluding to. Now, now again, now he did say that even though it might, even though he's kind of like, take, as he puts it, taking it with a grain of salt and, and all that, he does bring this up. And I want you to listen to this. I want you to listen to this. I want you to listen to this, guys. This is what Midnight Edge said about it. I want you to listen. You know, get back to.
1: Back in March, a leak from the rap party made its way online. Though the footage was deleted from the original outlet, DCU-Verse, a few other outlets did pick up on it, unbeknownst to most of the public. In the footage, besides LeBron James, the special effects crew, and other potential cast, clearly seen are The Mask, The Wicked Witch of the West, The Joker, and Pennywise, The Clown. All things lead to a possibility that this is a fairly accurate breakdown of what we can expect from Space Jam 2, A New Legacy. What do you think about the leaks? And tell us...
0: So, yeah... um Apparently and I'll provide uh, let me see if I can get uh, me put this in the description. Put it in the description here. Go, save it. Yeah, you know. Apparently, there was some footage that was leaked online from a rap party that does show a lot of the characters. Now, here's what's interesting, though. Here's what's interesting. Why? And again, this is just me. If they are doing this, if they are doing this, why in the world would you have freaking Pennywise in this movie? This movie is obviously going to be PG. It's going to be rated PG, but why would you have Pennywise in it? That's a character of an R-rated, PG, a hard PG-13, a.k.a. R-rated horror franchise by Stephen King. Why would you have a minute? It it don't make sense. It don't make sense. So the footage, you know, again, looks accurate, but is entirely true. But is it really true? Well, it's a wait and see kind of deal. But is it really true? Now I will say this: If it is true, and the team's going to comprise of villains, and the Wicked Witch is one of them, they better have a freaking scene in there where she gets splashed with water and she does the uh, melting water world s- scenario. And you know what? If they're going to have this, if they're going to have the version of Lola we see now, they better have Lola kind of imitate that too. Like, let's say the Wicked Witch. Like, let's say Lola dresses up as the Wicked Witch to try to get on her nerves, and Witch says, okay, you want to dress up like me? Here, you'll probably, you know, I'll splash you and see what happens. And have Lola do it, too. Have Lola do that sign, too, to kind of distract, to kind of throw the Witch off, thinking, "Oh, I, I, oh, she dresses up like me, so she has the same weaknesses. Okay. But as a distraction. That could work. But, again, it's 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 um this is something to where you have to really take it with a with a grain of salt, you know what I'm saying? I mean if it is true, it'll be interesting, it'll be a big change from from the original. I'm I'm not denying that. You know, I'm not I'm not denying that. You know. Um so You know, so yeah, it's like so yeah, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be really interesting what they what they plan to do. You know, because they had according to Midnight's Edge, they had other plans for like a follow up to the original Space Jam. They like they were gonna do race jam with Dale Earnhardt, I think. They were gonna do skate jam with, with Tony Hawk. Never came, never materialized. But but it's going to be interesting. So it's gonna, like I said, it's gonna be, it's gonna be really, really intriguing and interesting of how they they approach this because you know it's. you know, it's uh, it, it's basically, it, it's, I mean, what do you guys think in live chat? What do you guys think? Because, uh, you know, like I said, 4chan has been known to break actual real legitimate news and information on stuff that's not supposed to be leaked. But sometimes they've also tried to break news they, felt was, they thought was real and then it turned out not to be. But, so it's, i don't i don't know i mean i mean is it true i mean it looks like you got the joker it looks like you got pennywise but then again someone could have photoshopped we don't know you know you got the mask but Again, he's a good guy, so we don't know. Again, like I said, he, he's a good guy, and, you know, we, we don't know. I mean, if you have the mask in there, again, some of this is you got to be like, is this, you know, is this real? Do you take it with a grain of salt? I don't know. I, I don't really know because, you know, because it's uh, going to be interesting how what we get. So it's going to be interesting what we get. Now, 3C Films uh, came out. uh, Alan is talking about this as well. So, and it does say that Don Cheeley, who um, is a roadie in the MCU war machine, if you will, is going to be the villain. So, again, it's going to be really intriguing exactly you know what, you know what, what, what comes out now. Movieweb back in March uh, said leaked images reveal Joker, Pennywise, you know, and the mass cameos. So, again, you have to take it with a, a grain of salt. You know, if you will, yeah, you take a lot of it with a grain of salt. But 3C Films, six days ago, talked about it. Uh, I know Black Nerd Comedy, Andre, he talked about this um, four years ago, but maybe he'll talk about it again. Um, it's going to be interesting. It can be really interesting what they do, but it, it, it's, like it, it's kind of like an old saying. It's like, I'll believe it. When I see it and until the first official trailer, which I think is probably going to come out later this year in time for the holiday season. But until that first official trailer comes out, teaser trailer, whatever that gives us kind of a clue of what we're getting next year. I'm not going to believe it. I'm not going to really believe it, but it's going to be interesting because again, why would you, why would you include Pennywise of all people? That, that's what gets me, of all villains. You know, you know, wh- wh- why would you include Pennywise? I, I, don't, I don't get that. You, and hello, Joyce, thank you. Welcome to the live chat. But do you not realize that, you know, Pennywise is a, you know, a villain? Do you not realize that? You know, do you, do you not realize that he's a villain? It's you know, it's it it's just one of those it, it's it's just unreal. You know. It's just, you know, it's just unreal that, you know, they would have a character in there like that, but I guess that you know I guess basically if you want to have like the ultimate trump card and all that you know show up well, for the villains then your ultimate trump card has got to be someone like pennywise i i don't know it's it's weird it's weird to you would include that include a character like him but Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I mean, like I said, you know, as I always say in videos and other people say the same thing, it's wait and see. And then there's the old saying of I'll believe it when I see it. And you know what? This is one of those situations where I'll believe it when I see it. So anyway, with that said, let's move on to our sixth and final topic. And I'm sure some of you in the live chat might be interested in this. Our sixth and final topic: unknown/slash underrated movies that should be considered for 4K UHD Blu-ray release, or 4A 4K UHD Blu-ray release. And what I mean by that is these are films that, you know, just like when DVD came out. Everybody said, oh, they'll never touch that. They'll never put that on DVD. And then later on in DVD's lifespan, what happened? Those films that you didn't think would be touched upon to go to DVD ended up on DVD. Same with Blu-ray. When Blu-ray came around, people said the same thing about the same kind of films and stuff. Oh, they'll never go to Blu-ray. They'll just be regulated to DVD. Guess what? They ended up on Blu-ray. So now the time has come to talk about underrated and unknown films that should be considered for a 4K UHD Blu-ray release now these don't have to be overly expensive kind of uh, releases they could be in the 996 1496 range you know the you know $9.99 uh, basically in the $9.96 uh, range to $14.96 range if you will basically the $10 to $15 range they could be put into that category, um, and you might say, "Well, what kind of movies are you talking about?" Well, here's the thing: one of the people I'm subscribed to, and I'm, I've been subscribed to, and I've sent packages to for the past, you know, several years, um, is Zara Nazarek, Chris, uh, not Zaron Nazarek, Sean McLean. And Sean has done a lot of update videos recently. He's done a lot of update videos. And honestly, I think he would agree with... I think he would agree uh with what I'm about to say. You see... You see, there are a lot of movies out there, There's a lot of movies out there that, you know, deserve a chance. They deserve a chance at uh, being on, you know, for being distributed in 4K. You know, they they don't have to be cleaned up entirely, if you will. You know, they don't have to be cleaned up entirely. I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. Is thing when you when when people would point out Samurai Pizza Cats and that got a Blu-ray release, or some other shows, animated, live action, whatever that got Blu-ray releases, they weren't totally remastered. They were just episodes that got slapped onto Blu-ray because Blu-ray can hold uh, more episodes than a DVD. It's less disc. uh, It's less disc that you you know. Because what I'm trying to say is, when it comes to Blu-ray comparison between Blu-ray and DVD, you can le- by placing a show in a complete series on uh, Blu-ray, you use the le- you use less disc. You lose you use less. Um, yeah, you know, like I said, you use less disc Blu-ray disc over DVD. DVD you have to use like maybe five to ten uh, DVDs for a complete series with blu-ray you cut that in half by three to six so so yeah basically you know they don't have to be totally you know um cleaned up or anything they could just be uh slapped on there and maybe given the option of oh you know let's um you know, let's put it in widescreen or something like that. They don't have to be totally cleaned up. They could just be like put on there and people would just be glad to put it to have a 4K version of it. That, that's how it is. People would be just glad to have a 4K version. And you might say, well, what movies should get uh, that treatment? And I'll explain that in a moment. Hold on while I check something. Just checking something, guys. And stretching. Oh, popping the elbow, too. But anyway, what movies am I talking about? Well, one of the movies, I think, from an independent perspective, that I think could utilize both a Blu-ray and 4K Blu-ray release, and maybe even a DVD release, but although it has been released on DVD in different regions, and that's the 1988 teen comedy, one of my favorites, *The Invisible Kid*, starring Jay Underwood and China Phillips of Wilson Film Phil- Phillips Fame, and the late Karen Black. And the reason I bring this up is because this is one of those films that I think a company like Mill Creek or Shout Factory, maybe through Scream Factory, who knows, could really. Um, could really make a little maybe not a big profit out of but i think you know they could make something off off of because you know people seeing something like that come out would be like oh wait a minute what's this you know they would look at it and be like oh i remember this actor oh wait a minute china phillips oh cool i mean if they see the names of you know jay underwood and china phillips and karen black they'll be like oh i know who these people are let me see what this is and if they see it's being released on blu-ray and 4K blu-ray the 4K will attract them just as much as the blu-ray if not more so the 4K notion and even though it won't be a total cleanup and they could see on the back that it'll be SDH h you know standard still they'll want to get it to add to the 4K collection because you know at least they have a 4K version of it uh, to to watch well maybe not totally 4K but Something along that lines, some along the lines of they could watch it on 4K on a 4K player, but you know, it won't be totally 4K, it'll just be a standard release of it in 4K to where maybe they can add in bonus features and all that that maybe they have stored away somewhere or wherever. So, that's one movie I think could benefit from a 4K Blu ray release, and even a a Blu ray release as well, because like I said, I think regionally it's been released on DVD. Another one that I think could really rely on a 4K Blu ray release is one that I've Rod- Rodimus Primal and you know, uh, Chris Bores and Zaron Isowak are watching. I think they would agree, you know, should be on 4K because even when I played it on my 4K player, which is connected to my um. Uh, my uh, my Vizio television, my Vizio 1080p television, my f- full HD television, it made it look really clear. It cleaned it up a little bit. And I think that's what a lot of these players do. When you play, you know, a different format on it, it kind of upscales it just by a tiny bit. Like it cleans it up a little bit. In that movie, of course, I don't think it's any suppl- surprise when I say it. That movie, of course, and in case you guys can't see this, because I'm also going to convert this into audio for the podcast later that you can listen to on Spotify and iHeart and all that uh, later on. But the other movie, of course, to get, I believe should get a 4K release is Transformers the movie, the 1986 one. I mean, we're heading into its 35th anniversary next month. I mean, next year. So I think for a 35th anniversary, they should at least consider a 4K release. You know, I know Shout Factory may not want to shill out that kind of money, but you know what? I think Hasbro would, especially if they want to promote the idea of more Transformer films coming. They think a 4K release of the 1986 film would be a great way to do it, a great start in doing that. And in speaking... is I put this back in as best I can. And speaking of movies that I think should at least get a 4K release, Shout Factory did this. This was one of the first ones Shout Factory did in the Hasbro Big 3 movies. G.I. Joe. I think G.I. Joe should also get it. I think they got an anniversary coming up. The 35th anniversary of the movie comes up in 2022. And I think the anniversary of the franchise is coming up. The big one, one of the big ones. Uh next, uh, next year, I think, but yeah, G.I. Joe the movie 1987. I definitely think should also be considered for a 4K UHD uh, release. Um, I think people would enjoy it, they would be happy to have a 4K release of this. There's no doubt about that. So, uh, yeah, I think G.I. Joe the movie, Transformers the movie, and and for a and of course the 2017 my little pony movie as well as the 1986 my little pony movie Which also got a Blu-ray release uh, about a year or two ago, and was uh, uh, double packaged with this. This got a re-release, believe it or not, when they did the double package of the um, of the uh, when they. (laughs) I'm trying to (laughs) just lost my uh, train of thought there. Uh, When they did the um, 2022, when they did the 2017 movie. Well, not 2017, but when they did, when Shout Factory and Hasbro, that's what I'm trying to get, when Shout Factory and Hasbro uh, finally released the 86 movie on Blu-ray, the 86 My Little Pony movie, they packaged it in a double package, you know, four-disc package, if you will, two DVDs, two Blu-rays with this. So this got a release not just on its own, but it got a release on, uh, it got a release alongside the 86 movie as well. And uh, this here is the special gift set uh, that uh, my job, my company was doing, the limited uh, gift set they were doing, which came with a drinking thermostat as well. Again, you guys probably can't see that if you're listening to the audio. It came with a drinking thermist as well, as well as it came uh, packaged with the movie, Which, like I said, is basically, it was basically repackaged with the release of the 86 film um, when that came out. So, so yeah, definitely the 2017 and 86 My Little Pony movies should be considered for 4K Ultra Blu-ray as well. Then of course the one I just talked about, Space Jam. Not Space Jam too, because that has yet to be released, but the original Space Jam, I think, should also get a 4K release, especially to coincide with the release of the sequel. Hopefully, Warner Brothers is considering that. That should get a release on 4K. I re- I really think so. To- I really think so. Oh, so that should be considered for a 4K release. Um, other movies as well that I can think of. I think a lot of the studio Ghibli films uh, should get a 4K release. Like my personal favorite, Princess Mononoke, uh, should get one. I think Howl's Moving Castle should get one. You know, Spirited Away, Kiki's Delivery Service. Um, uh, Nachika, I think that's the name of it. Should get one. Um, yeah, I, d- I think they should definitely get one as well. And uh, what else what else do we have? Um, oh, yeah. I'll tell you this. Maybe, hopefully, they're thinking about this. The classic, original 1960s King Kong versus Godzilla, the original Toho one, that should get a 4K Blu-ray release. It's got a Blu-ray release. It should get a 4K one to coincide with the release of the movie that was uh, pushed back till next year. But that should get one uh, as well. You know, just a plethora of, of movies, I think, should really be considered for the 4K blue, Ultra Blu-ray release. Um, the Congress with Robin Wright, which I've talked about. I did a movie of the month on that one. Should be considered. Um what else? I think, I think the original uh, Ninja Turtles trilogy, or quadrupleness, or foursome, whatever you want to call it, the uh, three live-action movies, including the 2007 CGI follow-up. You know, I, I think those should get uh, 4K Ultra Blu-ray releases. You know, maybe the original 1991 will, because it's the 30th anniversary. Hopefully, it'll get one. And uh, yeah, you know, just just a lot that I think should really uh, get some uh, some 4K Ultra Blu-ray love. I, you know, I, I think I think a lot of these movies, unknown, independent, you know, underrated, um, should would should and probably would or could slash would benefit. From a 4K release, I think they would they would enjoy it. I think people would uh, be happy with with seeing something like that. You know, I think yeah, heck, I'll, I'll even say it. You know, I think the angry video game nerd, I think his movie, you know, should be getting a 4K Ultra Blu-ray release. I I don't know if James would ever consider that, but imagine how good that could look on 4K Ultra Blu-ray. So, yeah, those are just a bunch of titles off the tip of my tongue and all that. I know that if you're a music fan, that, you know, La Bamba, uh, Hard's Day Night, Ain't Help, you know, those movies, if you're into those kind of movies, West Side Story, um, Godspell, I think those are the kind of movies that, you know, even that have come to Blu-ray that are good, sometimes they're underrated but they're still good, they're looked at as classics. They could definitely benefit from 4K Ultra Blu-ray release. Among others, among many others. So, yeah, those are just a number, just a list of movies off the top of my head that I think could really benefit uh, from a a 4K UHD Blu-ray release in the future. If not to coincide with uh, with uh, anniversaries that are coming up, so I, I really think, I honestly think they could benefit from it. I mean, do I think? Do I think some of them will get get that treatment? I don't know. I mean, I can't really say because here's the thing. Like I said, when I watch Zara Nizerak, Sean McLean's uh, Sean McLean's um, Blu-ray updates, basically he will mention how nobody ever thought one of the movies he bought on Blu-ray would ever get a Blu-ray treatment, but yet here it is. So I think honestly, a lot of these are potentially ready for a Blu-ray release. And, and if not, then honestly, I think the way they should get a Blu-ray release is if you have a Blu-ray drive, a Blu-ray recorder. And I'm not talking a Blu-ray recorder, like a DVD recorder. I'm talking the Blu-ray recorder drives that you connect to your computer. That way, you get the Blu-ray disc yourself, and you record the movie onto Blu-ray. It's possible. It's a possibly, it's a possibly good, um, easier way, I think, to do it. I mean, I'm looking at Collectors Haven on Facebook, or whatever it's called, and they got a lot of stuff on Blu-ray. And I'm thinking, how is that possible? It's kind of like what I offer when it was around. I offer would allow people to sell complete series of things like Kid Video, uh, things like Pink Panther and Sons, on DVD. And it was like, where did this come from? We was like, where did this come from? How is this available? You know, it's like with the Raccoons. The Raccoons, the original 1980s to 1990s series, um, that, to me, could benefit from a complete series release on Blu-ray, as well as maybe a 4K release if they wanted to do that. But it's but it's also one of those series that you yourself could do on Blu-ray with a Blu-ray drive and all that Blu-ray recorder drive. But but yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I know I'm saying but a lot, so I do apologize. But uh, but anyway, those are just some of the, and like I said, some of the movies that come to mind of that you know should be given a a chance at i believe on blu-ray I mean on four on uh 4k ultra blu-ray Roger Rabbit i think could re- who framed Roger Rabbit could really benefit um i know that uh you know the wizard the fred savage nintendo movie could benefit um i know i know some of Ralph Bakshi's uh films from the 70s and all the 80s can benefit cool world was cool world, which was one of his films in the eighties could benefit heck you know what is it uh, what's his name um what's his name uh williams i think oh, not Williams let me see there go. um Richard Williams, yeah. Richard Williams, his version of his recobbled cut, if you will, whatever the version he's bringing out or has tried to bring out of The Thief and the Cobbler, you know, could benefit from a 4K Ultra Blu-ray release, if not a Blu-ray release itself. Dark, well, Dark Crystal already got it. What am I talking about? (laughs) A lot of the Muppet movies that is kind of under the Disney banner, they can benefit from it. So, yeah. Yeah, I think they could. I think a lot of these, like I said, I think a lot of the films that I've mentioned could benefit from a 4K Ultra Blu-ray release um, in the future. I really think they could. And if it's just to make a quick buck here and there, fine. I mean, why do you think finally a lot of these suspenseful horror films that Zara Nizarak would do Blu-ray updates on And even comedy films or independent films from the past are finally getting a Blu-ray release by Shout Factory or Scream Factory or Mill Creek because it's to make, they realize, hey, we, you know, these are public domain. We can get the rights to them. We can get the rights to distribute them on, you know, a a different uh, high definition format without even doing anything. There you go. Make a quick buck. So I think that's what they could potentially do. That's what I think they could potentially do. But anyway, though, guys, those are just some of the names, some of the movies, and stuff that I think honestly could benefit from a 4K UHD Blu-ray release. That's just in my opinion. But what movies do you think could benefit as well? Let me know down in the comments and in the live chat at um if you will. However, though, guys, we're about fast approaching five o'clock. I've been doing this for about two and a half hours now, so thank you all for tuning in and listening live here on YouTube and listening later on on my various podcast locations at Spotify, you know iHeartRadio, pod, Apple Podcasts, you know Stitcher, you know uh, Overcast, you know, Out Overcast, asked if you will, and uh, many others. Thank you all for listening there. Uh, uh, to this midweek Wednesday edition of Topics on My Mind. Uh, Let me know what you thought about what I had to say down below. Uh, Comment if you like. Again, thank you all for joining me live. I'm going to get out of here, take a break for a bit, and I will talk to you all later. Be safe. Take care. I am out. Peace. Thank you all for listening
1: and watching.